Hello, everyone, to another edition of Inside Career Technical Education. My name is Jim Beloga, and I'm the president and CEO of Porter and Chester Institute and YTI Career Institute. And I'm the co-host of this podcast. My normal co-host, Ann Baldwin, isn't here with us today, but I've got a very special guest. Uh, his name is Carl Kenyon. He is the uh, program director for our respiratory therapy program that is based out of our Altoona, Pennsylvania campus. And I'm really excited to have him here to uh, showcase some of the equipment that he's brought. And uh, the really uh, great thing about this program is uh, students who are interested in it um, can do it uh, predominantly online and uh, they can also find a clinical experience in where they reside. And uh, the program right now uh, takes eight uh, 10-week terms to complete and the students do get an associate um, of specialized technology. So Carl, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jim. I'm glad to be here to show you some stuff that I brought with me on respiratory therapy. I'm, I'm super excited and, uh, and, and obviously um, with, uh, with the respiratory therapy program, um, you know, who would have thought that you know, COVID hit us you know, 15 months ago and respiratory therapists have sort of been vaulted to the front lines um, They've always been there, but, but obviously with COVID being a, a respiratory-based um, <clears throat> virus, uh, this has sort of brought uh, a lot of light, I think, to students who might have some interest um, in and around this program. So maybe you could talk um, a little bit to our listeners about, you know, what does a respiratory therapist do before we get into the equipment? Okay. <laughs> That's very interesting because previous to co um, COVID, we were kind of a silent career. We've been there for years and years. I trained in 1984, and we were an established profession then. Um, but with COVID, we've been brought to the forefront, and people are looking at us now and, and seeing what we do. And what we do is we take care of the lungs where people are breathing difficultly, and that includes little tiny babies all the way up to the elderly. Uh, one of the things that we really work on a lot is COPD or diseases from smoking, and we treat those with nebulized medication. Um, and when people get sick or sicker, they go on a ventilator, and we manage the ventilators um, for those patients also. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty interesting, and obviously with COVID, that that obviously you know came to the forefront in terms of folks getting on, on ventilators. Uh, and and again, it's it's a, it's a, it's sort of amazing to me how. You know, we go through our lives and we don't realize that there's all these professions out there that provide incredible um, service, you know, to our communities. So, um, so we've got some equipment on the table. But um, if I'm a, if I'm interested in becoming a respiratory therapist and you know enrolling in in our program, um, you know, is there any equipment that um, is sort of key or foundational uh, for our respiratory therapy students? Yes, um, the most key instrument that we have is just the basic, basic stethoscope, and we use that to listen to the lungs and the hearts of the patient. Um, with this, we can hear wheezing and ronchi and bad breath sounds that indicate that the patient may need treatments um, or medication. And then working with the doctors, we can help prescribe their treatment course. We okay. have, um, after we listen to them, then our basic line of Let's say treatments is the nebulizer, which I have here with the face mask. But you may also know it with the mouthpiece treatment. And uh, 
many people take these things at home all the time for asthma. They also take them for COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, which is caused by smoking. Um, Health-related jobs such as construction, the dust, mm-hmm. coal miners also come down with problems in their lungs, and they're often on these at homes also. So this is our basic tool uh, along with our stethoscope. Um, and so students who, who are attending our program, um, obviously we have these in our industry model lab back in Altoona, but for students who might be attending um, our program from other, other places outside of sort of the greater Altoona area, which we now have students that are there, um, this equipment would be located in the hospital or the clinical environment that they would be attending. So they, um, th- that, you know, this isn't part of any sort of toolkit or anything like that they get, but it would be a key piece of equipment you know, at, at their clinical experience. That's correct. So they get, as far as their ownership, we uh, provide them with a stethoscope yep. and we provide them with uh, two, scr- two sets of scrubs, mm-hmm. wine colored with uh, embroidering white dye respiratory therapy on it. Then we do their uh, academic education online and they can take that pretty much um, at different locations throughout the whole country. Then when they go to clinical is where they get their hands-on experience with all these different uh, equipments. And they do that at the hospital sites that we have agreements with where they are provided with a clinical instructor that takes them around the hospital, introduces them to very basic basic care. Hello, this is the first first patient I've ever seen. Uh, We're going to do a breathing treatment on you. We're going to listen to your lungs. And the professional that's with them shows them and walks walks the patient, walks the student through. Sure. Um, just like um, any hands-on learning that you do, that's actually the way that we would do it in the residential course too. Sure. We do all our uh, academic learning in the classroom in the old days, pre-COVID, and then we go to the hospital to learn how to work with this equipment. So that's exactly what we're doing now, um, okay. except we're doing it in different, multiple locations around the sure. country. Sure, yeah, exactly. So we have students who are who might uh, who are who are now uh, in, enrolled in our program who are from. Um, you know, uh, states outside of Pennsylvania. So, mm-hmm. you know, in, in really areas outside of Altoona, Pennsylvania, because be, when we were uh, a pre-COVID a residential program, now we've got this, I'll call it a blended online program where, you know, uh, you know about 75% of the um, curriculum is lecture online. And then the, the remaining, I think 25, 26% is done in, in a clinical environment where they reside. So it's, uh, it's really, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's an unbelievable program in terms of um, our ability to uh, reach the country and provide this education. So why don't you, why don't you, um, it looks like you've got stuff that you want to show, you know, really sort of share here with us. Uh, Do you do, I see there's uh, uh, some saline or something over there. And uh, so what I have here is just a nebulizer with some saline in it, which is uh, pretty much normal saline or salt water, just for demonstration. But if a patient comes in and they have trouble breathing, we usually would listen to with our stethoscopes to try to hear if we, try to see if we hear wheezes. And then we would consult with the doctor and he would prescribe a bronchodilator, which will open up the airways. And this is our basic uh, nebulizer. Now this is our compressor and we'll turn this on with a little bit of noise. There you go. But that creates this mist. So the patient's awake and we'd give this to the patient and he'd be breathing in this and this would hopefully open up his lungs and he'd get better and the ER physician would say, okay, you're going to get these treatments at home sure. uh, three times a day for the next three weeks, come back and see me. Right. In the course of another patient, 
he might get this treatment, but he doesn't get better, and he becomes a little bit sleepy, so he can't hold that in the mouth. We'll put a mask on him, and then he would wear it. I'm gonna mess my hair up. Yeah. He would wear this like this, turn this on, and he can breathe that in while he's asleep. Now that same patient may improve or he may get worse, and we're going down the line of a patient who's getting worse and worse. So after this, he may need more intensive care. He may have secretions building up in his throat, and we would use a suction to stick this into his mouth and his upper airway to suck out secretions. If we have a clear airway and the patient continues to deteriorate, we also draw blood from the patient to measure his pH, his CO2, and his oxygen level in a blood gas. And it's, if it's bad enough, he's not breathing well enough, he's not exchanging oxygen, then our last course is intubation where we put this right here is an endotracheal tube with a stylet that keeps it lined up. And we feed this in through the upper airway down into the trachea and inflate this balloon. And then with our bag, we can breathe directly into his lungs and take over his whole breathing. He can be sedated. We can <coughs> apply 100% oxygen. Uh, we can apply various pressures, driving pressures to get that oxygen across the membrane into the bloodstream. We can increase the positive end expiratory pressure, which is the amount of pressure that's left in your, in your lungs when you're done breathing. So if we increase that, our normal's about three, without any tube. You have three about right now, Jim. Sure. If we put a tube in you, we can increase that up to 20 without any problems, mm. and then that just pushes this oxygen gas into your lungs uh, more efficiently. And it also helps to get the CO2 back out so that we can uh, improve the patient's uh, status. And hopefully, while we take time to do that, which might take a week or two weeks, the underlying cause of what's going wrong can be corrected. Wow. Wow, I feel I feel uh, I feel like I've just uh, been in, in in the respiratory therapy program myself. Uh, hopefully, all of our viewers have enjoyed that uh, very very detailed um, explanation. Uh, my gosh, uh, what what a lot of information! So, uh, if 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 you are interested and and do want more information, I would encourage everybody to go to yti.edu. And uh, I want to thank Carl for uh, uh, joining me today. I, I found this uh, uh, personally to be quite uh, informational and uh, educational. And, um, and again, I want to thank all of our viewers uh, for attending this edition of Inside Career Technical Education.